When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Other Connor Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your host, Connor Halley. Hello, Oilers fans. Thank you once again for tuning in to another edition of the Other Connor Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Connor Halley. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Connor Halley. As we talk a little bit about the Edmonton Oilers as their offseason continues, the summer of Ken 2.0 has been pretty, pretty good uh, for a team that obviously was a Final Four team. They didn't have to do too much. I think keeping some key guys in place was key. Obviously, Evander Kane, Brett Kulak, as we talked about last episode, they bring in Jack Campbell. Since then, the team has signed free agent center winger Matthias Janmark, originally drafted by Ken Holland back in the day in Detroit, 2013. I think he was a first-round pick. Uh, oh, no, he was not. He was 79th overall. But, you know, a pretty a pretty highly touted prospect back in the day, Ken Holland brings one of his guys to Edmonton. Uh, we think that'll be a great fit. We'll talk about that a little bit more with Jeff Walker of TSN 1260, of course, the post-game ranger. You can hear him after games. Uh, before we bring Jeff in, though, just want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, DraftKings. If you're going to sign up today, use promo code THPN. It can help you out in a bunch of different ways. We'll talk about that later on in the show, but uh, you got baseball going on. We've got... The NHL will be back in no time. NFL, Major League Baseball, UFC, golf, lots of stuff going on here. As uh, Matthew Owanek sitting on the other side of the glass here at the TSN 1260 studio stares us down. Let's bring in Jeff Walker. Jeff, uh, plug your stuff, man. Plug your social medias, everything you want to. Oh, well, Connor, I'm on the Twitter, uh, Jeff Walker 30. Uh, Jeff is with the G-G-E-O-F-F Walker 30. And, um, also on Facebook, you can find me there or you shoot me an email if you want to get old me, Jeff.Walker. At bellmedia.ca. Do you have a fan page on Facebook? I don't. I don't. Maybe I should make one. <laughs> have you noticed like a lot of radio people do that? Yeah, they do. And like it's only their friends, I think, that follow them. Like, I, I don't know. I guess all the power to you if you want to share your stuff and grow your brand. But I've, I never considered making a Facebook page for myself. Facebook is one of those ones like you want to be on it because you can still sort of be connected to some people that you know. But um, I, I'm more of a Twitter. I find I get better information from Twitter. Yeah, it's than, instant, than right? Facebook. Yeah, so like you you can follow the people you want a, a little bit easier on Twitter. So yeah, that's why I'm on there. And I don't have Instagram. I don't have that one. Uh, on no, a lot of people eh? have that. No and, TikTok. Uh, no TikTok either. Yeah. No dancing videos. Then. No, no. Okay, I mean, so. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> people yeah, people that are wondering. Jeff will not be posting any dancing videos no, on TikTok, no. no Instagram, but Twitter. I think that's the big one for us. Um, 
We we don't have a 1260 Instagram page either. We have one for the Jason Greger show that I do, which can be good. But, uh, yeah, I think Facebook. There's still so many people that love Facebook, especially with the Oilers. Like, I, sometimes I should patrol that a little bit more because it gets heated in the comment section, but whatever. Yeah, and it doesn't take very much for people to go <laughs> off on Facebook either. Like, just a simple little Oilers comment. Next thing you know, there's 128 comments on this post. and Exactly. Yeah, no, nobody really seems to get along on those ones. No. But you know what? It's Every once in a while, you get a little bit of information from someone that... Uh, Maybe they're not the most hooked in, mm-hmm. but they have accurate information, right? So it's it's good to keep an eye on that stuff every once in a while. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, like this, well, we're taping this on Tuesday, July 19th. Last Thursday when free agency hit, I mean, I, I was posting on the social media pages late at night. Like Evander Kane, that, that deal got done, had to post that. There was the reports. I think uh, Kevin Weeks had it first. That guy's unreal. I mean, he's crushing it right now on the insider game. He posted about how Jack Campbell would be going to the Oilers, share that. The reason I bring this up is because it was like unanimous positivity. It's something you don't see on social media very often. Then the actual day, you know, after getting an opportunity to sign elsewhere, Brett Kulak re-ups with the Oilers on a four-year deal. Like, the pieces that you need to keep Kane Kulak, Ken Holland did. And I think one of the more encouraging signs is he gave them permission to go talk to other teams and they both decided Edmonton is where they wanted to be. You bring in Jack Campbell, uh, Yanmark now, and we'll talk about that more in a second. But Jeff, what were your thoughts on Ken Holland and what he was able to do when free agency broke and, you know, make some pretty good moves? Uh, honestly, I am uh, very happy with what he did. I, I thought he had a really good offseason or a really good free agency period, at least. Um, those are very friendly contracts that those guys signed. Like Kulak coming in at 2.75 million. Once again, people are going to look at the term and they're going to be like, oh, well, that's just too long. But you know, you're getting him at a really good cap it. Mm. So Holland left himself room to get other things done. And Evander Kane, the same thing, right? He's coming in, uh, just over $5 million. Like, if he's on pace to be a 40, 45 year old goal scorer, like he was kind of on pace for at the end of last season, right? That would be a player that you'd be paying about seven and a half, eight million dollars a year for. And he's coming in just after five or just over five. Like nothing wrong with that. They were both good deals. You wanted to bring those players back. Yeah. Jack Campbell in there, a goaltender that let's be real. How many years have we now been saying that the Oilers need to finally solve that goaltending issue? Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen, they're good holdover goalies, but they're not the goalie that you want to run in as a starter game after game after game. So we got that done as well. So so much positivity came out of what Ken Holland's done. Now he's adding a yard spacing on his name. Yanmark, that's That's the one. Uh, He added him, you know, so you got that death player going in there as well and probably still room to maybe add another you know, million dollar player here and there to, to round up the, out the lineup. And he left himself the cap space by, you know, getting those contracts done at a good value as well. So, um, for me, I think Ken Holland's had a really good off season so far. I'm really liking the way the team's looking. I know there's a lot of people out there that are saying, well, the team hasn't really improved because you just re-signed the guys that were here last year. Yeah. But this is a team that made it to the conference final. <laughs> exactly. Right? Like, you don't have to improve that much more to get over that hump. It's not like it's going to be handed to them, right? Like it's still going to be a tough year, uh, but you have those players under contract. You have that window of about four years where you have all these guys locked up, ready to go in good, w- with good contracts. 
the the next couple years. You know what? It, you should be excited if you're an Edmonton Oilers fan. Yeah, and you know what? You know, you bring up that point. Obviously, it is not going to be handed to you, but the route to get to the Final Four in the NHL. I mean, it, it's going to be likely through your division. Obviously, right? You're going to have that opponent. So when you look at the Oilers right now, like the Flames, like they're in turmoil right now. Johnny Cooter goes to Columbus. Uh, we're hearing reports. Eric Francis said, uh, as we were just informed on a St. Louis radio station, expect Matthew Kachuk to be traded within the week. So, I mean, the, the Flames, that team that they had with those 200-point players, like, poof, gone. And, I, I mean, Goudreau leaving for nothing almost plays their hand with Matthew Kachuk, where they can't lose him next summer for nothing. So bringing in, you know, whether it's draft picks, prospects for him, that would be a big move. So, you know, they, they're probably not going to be quite as strong next year. Vegas... I know Nielsen was talking in the morning show how they have better odds to win the Cup than the Oilers, but I personally don't see it. I mean, they're goaltending us to stay healthy. They've got guys coming in and out. Uh, you know, L.A. is going to be improved. San Jose traded Burns away. The, so, I mean, they'll be probably maybe about the same. The Ducks would be better, but are they going to be able to play for a full season of good hockey? I don't know. Like for the Oilers, you, you kind of look at that division. The Vancouver Canucks will see. But, I mean, the path is there to win the division, get into the playoffs, take on, you know, a wild card team potentially, take on someone in your division. Like, to get back there, it's doable. And and, and Evander Kane, I, I really like that movie because, I mean, hey, he, he puts up points, and that's that's one thing. But I think the swagger that he brings to that room, like the confidence, like he might punch you in the face. I love that unpredictability when it comes to Evander Kane. So, um, yeah, I, I really liked it. What do you think about Jack Campbell? Obviously, we heard a lot about him playing with the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's the center of the hockey universe. We know you're going to just get a lot of information about him. Uh, I know Kevin Woodley said, you know, he might not have that that top-end elite talent, but he was very good still. But to me, it's just, you know who your guy is. He's 29 years old, 30 years old. He'll He's your guy for the next four years at least. Maybe in the fifth year, Stuart Skinner can can take over, and Stuart Skinner would only be like, 28 or something, 27. He's still super young. So that, that's just nice for me to see. Like the last couple of years, it's been like, you know, Miku Koskin and we don't know what we're going to get. Mike Smith, if he's healthy, maybe he'll be good, but we still know he has slumps. Like it's just consistency between the pipes for the next five years, which is something we haven't seen in a long time here. And I agree with you. And that's something that I think all fans have been crying for for the last couple of years. Like you got to take care of the goaltending first and then work your way out. And I think that that's finally what we're going to see. Jack Campbell, I remember when he was first getting drafted, there is a lot of talk on how good of a goaltender Jack was going I to be. Him as a prospect. <laughs> and um he had kind of a weird career path to get to where he's at. Like I think he's a better goalie than he's been allowed to show in the league. Like I, I think when he gets his opportunities, he's always kind of taking it and run. But he's also been behind other goalies all of this time. Last year, when he was with Toronto, was kind of the first year that I think we really saw this guy go out there and kind of live to hit uh, up to his potential and be a starting goaltender. <clears throat> Excuse me, I heard this stat, and um, you know. Last year, he had a, a goals against average. I think it was like 2.6, a little over 2.6. The Oilers usually score about three and a half to four goals a game. So as long as he's playing to his average, yeah, the Oilers are going to win a lot of hockey games, right? They have, they have the team that can outscore a lot of problems. And we saw that in last year's season where the goaltending would, it was there. They would make big saves, but you could always guarantee that those goaltenders were going to let in, you know, 
goals. Yeah. Some of them softer than other ones. You never knew if they were going to let in three goals or four goals. Sometimes it was five goals, right? You never really knew what you had in that position. Now that you have that steady goaltender, at least what we think is going to be a steady goaltender, um, that's going to make the team more confident in front of them. And as long as they're doing what they're do, what they're meant to do and what they're paid to do, which is score goals, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be fine. I, I think the goaltender and the team together will do really, really well. Uh, I also like the fact that Jack Campbell is coming in here with a friend on the team, like him and Zach Hyman. They they seem like they're they're just about best buddies, right? Yeah. And, and you know, there's something about that that. You bring that to the room, and I think it's just going to be so much better for the room. And for those two players, like Jack Campbell's not just stepping into this lineup not knowing any of the guys there. He's got a guy that he's like, hey, man, what's going to happen? What what can we expect here? Uh, Hyman will fill him in. And I, I just think that there's this natural fit for Jack Campbell on the Oilers squad that I think is going to be such an improvement over last year. And, and I'm excited to see where it goes. I, I really am. I think he's going to have a good season. May, like you said, maybe he's not your top elite goaltender, but I think he does uh, a good enough job where you don't have to worry about that position. And that's what we've had to worry about the last, what, four or five years now. Mm-hmm. So just that in, its, in itself makes Jack Campbell a good pickup. And I mean, how many times did we talk about the Oilers? And I mean, you were in the post game show, like, man, if they could just have average goaltending, they would have won that game, right? For like, sure. and you look at Jack Campbell on his career, uh, 915 save percentage, pretty damn good. Uh, goals against average 256. Uh, you mentioned 264 last year. That was during the regular season and the playoffs. It jumped up to 315, but that's going up against Tampa Bay Lightning, yeah. who are a hell of a hockey team. And I mean, you talked about it. Like th- this is for Jack Campbell. Like, He's the guy now, and I think that's got to change his mindset too. Like, okay, yeah, Stuart Skinner is going to get starts, but when it matters, when there's a big game, I'm counted on. I'm just on his DB page right now, and, you know, he hasn't been rushed to the NHL by any means. He was drafted in the first round in 2010. All the way up to 2018, he had two NHL games. Yeah. Like he, he was slow played and that, that would be frustrating if you're the Dallas Stars who take him with the 10th overall pick. Obviously he does get moved to Los Angeles. The, the Stars don't need him. There he's behind Jonathan Quick. Uh, in 2017, 18, he plays five games. The next year, 31. Kind of slow played up. 20 games the following year. You got to think at that point, the Kings are thinking, okay, we can move on from him. We don't really need him. The Maple Leafs, six games, 22 games. Um, and then last year he gets 49. So he gets that big boost. So, I mean, this year I know Ken Holland said like 50 ish is where we'd like to be him at, uh, or have him start. Not be him at. That's not really a, a really well, that's good okay. word. You know what I meant. And then, uh, Stuart Skinner at 30. So, I mean, th- that relationship I think is going to be great. I think, you know, Stuart Skinner has progressed quite nicely. This will get him his opportunity. And now for Jack Campbell, it's like, Hey, this is the guy. This is, this is your team now. Go out there, do your thing, and make us look good. And five years, five mil, I mean, for a starting goalie, I'm good with that. Stuart Skinner makes, like, what, one mil? Something like that, yeah. Around there, so he'll, like, your, your total goaltending under $7 million. To me, that's okay. I mean, I'm I'm totally good with that. So I like what Ken Holland did. Last year, he couldn't find that goalie. Darcy Kemper went to Colorado. We know he was involved, but they had more to offer. And, you know, this year he makes up for it with Jack Campbell, Man, I I am definitely interested in it. Uh, let's talk about Matthias Janmark here. Uh, obviously, a guy who's going to be playing in the bottom six, uh, one-year deal, 
$1.25 million. Um, I mean, I think the Oilers bottom six last year, kind of, kind of up and down, right? Like there was so much inconsistency. The top six, for the most part, stayed the same, but, you know, having Matias Janmark back there, like, I think that's a guy who you just, you know what he's going to give you night in, night out. He, he's got a presence. He's got the skating ability, which I think is what the Oilers want. Uh, maybe someone that Ryan McLeod can kind of look at and say, now oh, this guy's made a career out of being a bottom six guy. I mean, we hope Ryan McLeod can jump up, but if he's with the Oilers long term, unfortunately, that role is going to be bottom six. Uh, what do you think of Matias Janmark and what he can bring to this team? Well, I'll be honest, I haven't followed much of his career, but he's a name that you know in the NHL as a serviceable veteran player. And I think that that's what Ken Holland was trying to bring in here. The guy can kill penalties, he can play two positions. Like He's one of those guys where you can plug him into just about any spot in the lineup, and he's going to do what he does, which is just play a good hard-nosed game. Plus, he's got a bit of speed. He's a good skater. And as you said, Ken Holland knows this guy, right? You know, he's the the guy, He like, Ken Holland brought him into the league. So, <clears throat> you know, Ken Holland is bringing guys in that he is comfortable with knowing what kind of player they are. And, and I think that that's one thing that the Edmonton Oilers over the last, we'll say, six, seven years didn't really have. You had so many question marks on players like you're just trying to fill out the bottom six of the roster so you know you can pretty much put anybody in there that's why you see guys like Malone go in there and you know like yeah just so many of these players that just kind of come and go and you're like "Eh, you know do I know this guy you know like uh I'm I'm spacing on names once again but we had those guys that came like uh on the million dollar deals like when Ken Holland first started here yeah um those type of players, like you didn't know what you were going to get from them, right? They were on the ice. They did some good things out there. They did some bad things out there. You couldn't really count on them into to be any type of player because they were just the players available with the cap space that Ken Holland had to work with. And now here we are with this guy. He's somebody that they know, somebody that they can trust, somebody that they know what type of player he's going to be, how he can fit in on the team. And so you're starting to fill out that bottom six with players that are complementary to what you want out of your hockey team. And for me, I think that that's going to be very important. And that's why, you know, they signed the guy, right? Because he's a guy that can go in there and you know what you can expect out of him. And it'll be nice to see. It's a nice change for the Oilers. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going back to, you know, the first year the Oilers made the playoffs, 2019-2020. It was obviously the shortened season. But there were those guys like O'Reilly Shahan, say, or Joachim Nigard, right? Yeah, like that's what I was thinking about Nigard. Yeah. And that, that's what I mean, right? Like he, he was on the team. He was kind of supposed to be a big part of the team, but I don't even remember his name. You yeah. Know, a couple <laughs> years later, right? You know, it's because they're not established NHLers and they came over here. They played in the NHL and now they're, they're back to wherever they came from. So, you know, it's a big change that they're, they're getting these players on the roster that, you know what to expect out of them. The action never ends with DraftKings Sportsbooks, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all of your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action in baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. 
For me personally, I've been having a lot of fun with Major League Baseball. Of course, I'm a Jays fan, so I like to get Boba Shett and Vladdy involved. But, uh, you know, there's lots of options with DraftKings. And best of all, DraftKings, safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN to make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Minnesota, Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, in Colorado or New Hampshire. 1-800-522-4700. You can also visit ccpg.org slash chat at Connecticut. In Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. In New York, you can text HOPE and Y. You can visit opgr.org in Oregon. If you're in Tennessee, you can call 1-800-889-9789 or in Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in Wyoming, physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. For a long time, and I think we were just kind of accustomed to it by the way things went. The decade of darkness. Like, you'd have these players, and then you'd have these young lineups, which would just get dominated. Like, Taylor Hall, Jordan Eberle, Magnus PRV, Linus Omark. Omark wasn't a first-round pick, so he wasn't up with those guys. But you'd put them out there, and, you know, they'd, they'd at times have their show ran by veteran NHLers who maybe you didn't know about or maybe weren't superstar potential, but they knew how to play the game. And I think that's kind of what this move is. Like, it's bringing someone in who knows what they're doing and isn't going to be a liability. Derek Ryan last year, right? Like, guy who's... Is it the sexiest guy? No, probably not. But he's going to score some clutch goals. He's not going to be letting you down defensively. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just bolstering that lineup. And a guy like Yanmark, 29 years old, a Swede. I know Struddy loves his Swedes. So, you know, that they, they play a good brand of hockey. But just coming to Edmonton knowing, like, hey, this is a team with a chance to win. So, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to commit four years, but a one-year deal, let's go see how it is. Let's let's see what this group of guys is like and where we go from there. I mean, when you look at the Oilers roster right now, and we'll, we'll talk about some of these guys in a second, but that top line of McDavid and Kane, I think they're probably attached at the hip. You can have Zach Hyman there, Ryan Eugene Hopkins potentially. Um, that second line, you're probably going to have Yamamoto and Drysaddle again. Again, you can fill in Nuge or Hyman there. Yes, pull Yarvi, maybe. We'll see maybe. what happens yep, with him. We'll see. we'll see if he's going to be traded. Uh, I had Low Tide on the last episode, and he's like, if you would have asked me two weeks ago, I'd say it's 90-10 that he gets traded. Now it's 60-40. So, I mean, maybe there's a little hard ball from Ken Holland saying, like, no, we're going to keep you, and we'll give you another opportunity. If he stays, maybe he starts off the year on the third line with Ryan McLeod, but you've also got Warren Fogle who could be moved. you got Devin Shore, Janmark, Derek Ryan, Dylan Holloway, another guy who I think makes the leap this year. Offensively, I mean, they, they could roll a pretty solid four lines. Like I, and, and, you know, you factor that in with kind of the mindset that changed when Jay Woodcroft came. Like, this could be a pretty formidable forward group next year for the Edmonton Oilers, and maybe there's a PTO out there. Like, Alex Chason was a PTO, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Like, it, that worked out pretty well. Like, you, you never know who you're going to find. 
Well, and that's the one thing I think we've learned about Ken Holland as well is that he's able to find these players. Like he he seems to have his pulse on players that he can bring in that get the job done where he needs the job done. Yeah. If that makes sense, right? It's not just well, we need to fill out the roster, so we're going to sign this guy. We're going to see what he can do. No, it's like. I know what I'm going to get with this player. I'm going to hand him a contract, and that's what he's going to bring this team to make the team better. And that that's what I like about that Yanmark um, signing. And there could be a PTO, and you never know. Ken Holland still might have something up his sleeve, right? Because like, you have to think that there's still one more deal out there that he's going to make. Pooley Arvey, you know what? It's a tough one, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm with Low Tide. You know, I would have said a couple weeks ago that he was as good as gone. But now... I'm not sure. I'm not sure, right? We'll have to see how those arbitration cases come down, see how much money he gets awarded, mm-hmm. and then we'll go from there, right? But uh, as it stands right now, I still think there's one more deal that Ken Holland's going to get done. He's going to sign one more player, and then why not bring in some of these PTO contracts? There's still a lot of guys, quality NHL players, that are on the outside looking in right now that would probably love to come play for Edmonton. Yeah, But, you know... Ken Holland's kind of a show me first type of guy. So, you know, maybe you have to come into the P on a PTO, show Ken Holland what you can do and make an Edmonton Oilers squad that made it to the, the Western Conference final last year. And who knows how far they can get. So lots of work still to be done, but uh, so far the team's looking really good. And just to touch on Dylan Holloway, I'm with you. I think he's mm-hmm. on the team next year. Right. And he's another one of those players. He's a big kid. He skates really fast. He hard noses it. And, um, he, I, I just think he's going to come in and he's going to grab one of those. It, maybe not the top six yet, but I could see him being a good third liner to start out. And, you know, maybe a guy that does kind of push the envelope to get into that yeah. top six. I, I totally agree. And, you know, for me, I look at Dylan Holloway and like the skills that he has. I'd be like, Hey, look at Evander Kane. Like, you're a big body dude. You can do the things he can. I don't know if you have the swagger or the confidence that Evander Kane does because I don't think too many guys in the NHL do. But I mean, if, if he gets that and like can be a bit of a prick out there, be nasty, but at the same time still score, like, you know, well, let's not set the bar too high because he has not played a regular season game yet. But like, you know, if he chips in and down the road as a 20, 25 goal score, like that would be massive for this team, especially in the next couple of years with a low cap hit. Like it would, it would be absolutely massive. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that. And you know, like you said, probably doesn't start in the top six, but things happen throughout an NHL season. Maybe he starts off well. Yamamoto, we've seen that he can be streaky at times. Maybe you put him up on that second line with Dylan Hall or with Leon Dreisaitl. Like you just never know what could happen and. I mean, it's, it is going to be a lot of fun. Joined now by Jeff Walker of TSN 1260 here on the Other Connor Podcast. Give him a follow on Twitter at JeffWalker30. Jeff, how about Yesapoliarvi? Cause we, we touched on it a little bit there. To me, I mean, this guy, I, I don't know what the conversations are like behind the scenes with him, but I mean, I just want to reach out like, man, you've got the size, you've, you've got the ability, you, you, you separate player from pucks. You get the guys around you opportunities, but we got to work on the skills. Like we got, like the stick handling's got to improve. The hockey sense, maybe that's not quite as easy. But like we got to, we got to put you in front of a net, and you're gonna score three straight goals, bar down on one side, then on the other side. Like we got to work on that finishing ability because I think he's got so much potential. 
but he just has to work on it. Similar to the ways that Leon Draisaitl did back in the day, where you know I remember one year he came back and he was skating so much better, and then the next year he comes back and scores fifty goals. Like if Leon, or if, if he can do it, why can't Yasupoliarvi? And like if if he added that element to his game, I mean he's gonna get paid one day. But also like he would just be such a good asset for this team. Like I'm on the side, I don't want him to be traded. I want him to develop some certain skills and come back to this team. And then maybe play in the top six with a guy like McDavid or Drysaddle and be a 25 goal scorer. Like I, I just think that he has that potential. So for me, it's frustrating to see, you know, the potential of him being traded. Uh, where do you come out on it? Do you, or would you be okay if he were to be traded? Cause at this point, you know, you're probably not getting a player. It's probably picks. It's tough, right? Because like I, I really like Yessa as a player as well. Uh, you know, like he's, he could be exactly what the Edmonton Oilers need. Now the problem with him though is, it, to me, it looks like a confidence issue, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like anytime the puck is near him, it's like he's trying to to do things two steps in advance and then just totally muffs it. And then when he muffs it, he gets down on himself and then he starts to 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 doubt himself a little bit and he just kind of goes into this like weird, depressing hole just about it. When he's down there, like he still does what he does well away from the puck. But once he gets the puck on his stick or the puck is coming to him, all of a sudden it's like, well, you know what? I messed that last play up. I don't want to do it again this time. And by the time you do that, this is the NHL. It's the fastest league yeah. in the world. You, you you can't think about it. You just got to do it. And sometimes I think he just thinks about it too hard. He gets in his own head. And instead of making the play that he, you you know he can, the the play just kind of dies on his stick. And, and for for me, it's a complete confidence thing, right? You know, like if you were a confident player, that puck would be on your stick, it would be off the stick in the net yeah. every single time. But the fact that you have to kind of, you know, like process it first, tell yourself, you know what, uh, I can do this. I'm going to make the right play here. By the time you have all that go through your head, the play is already somewhere else. So for me, somehow he's got to gain that confidence. And I think we saw it at the beginning of last year. Like he had a pretty good start. There's flashes to, 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 to the year. And then, you know, like it just seemed to kind of go downhill. And by the playoffs, you know, once again, he was a good player, you know, on the defensive side of the puck. You love to see what he, he, he does there. The analytics look really good for him as well. But it's like anytime something offensive happens when the puck comes to him, there's just, there's something. That there's too much processing time yeah. going on there, and by the time he's ready to pull the trigger, it's already too late, mm-hmm. or he's already fanned on it, or something's already happened, and it just piles on for that poor kid, and, and he gets stuck in his head, and that's what he has to get over. I, I don't even think it's a skill thing. I think the skills are there. I think the stick handling's there. I think the shooting is there, but you, you got to... You gotta stop thinking about it. You just gotta go out and play the game that you know how to play. Now, I don't know if that's because he's had some rough patches in Edmonton already, or maybe the fans get on him a little too much sometimes, or maybe the coaches get on him, or whatever the case is. I don't know what it is. All I know is if this kid got, just grew that confidence to just go out and play his game, you've got a great player there. Yeah. But flashes aren't gonna get the job done. So like if they trade him, I don't know if I'm going to think it's the end of the world that you traded this guy, but if you could hold on to him and just somehow get it into his mind that you are an NHL player, you deserve to be here because this is what you can do and have him be confident in those skills, 
I think he's a completely different player. Yeah. And, I, and then somebody you want on your team. And I mean, and I think that is definitely part of it. Like you can tell, like it, it's never going to help anybody when, you know, you mess something up and then all of a sudden you're playing seven minutes, right? Like, yeah. And sitting on the bench thinking about it and you get out there and you're trying to make an impact play, but you can't because before you know it, you're already coming off the ice, like your shift's over. Like I, I think that is tough. For me, like I, if it, if it was me, if I'm his agent or I'm the coach, I'm like, hey, like, Give give McDavid a call in the offseason. Hey, can I come out to the BioSteel camp? Can I work on these things? Just so it becomes second nature. Muscle memory, right? Like, yep. you don't think about it. You're in a scoring opportunity, you shoot. And that's what I think made Evander Kane so good with this team. Like, his decision's made up. He's going to the net with his stick on the ice. And if he scores, great. If he runs into the goalie, great. If he goes into the corner, he's going to go work for it. And sometimes you'll see him skating in. It's like he's thinking shot the whole way. He's not going to mess it up, even with Connor McDavid. He's like, I'll take it. And I think that weighs into confidence, like you said. Like, he, he's been in the league for a long time. I, I would just hate to see the Oilers give up on this guy already. And I know that he's made it known to the team that he'd like to be moved, and it would be the second time this has happened. But I, I would give Ken Holland a lot of credit if he's like, no, we think you can be a really good asset for this team. We're not willing to move you and lose a trade. So figure it out. But we'll see what happens. I mean, he could obviously just not report to camp and he could, you know, it could be an awkward situation. But I, I just think he's got so much potential. And I, I'm rooting for him because like, he's such a likable kid. Like, Well, and that's just it. You know, like if you're a fan of the Edmonton Oilers, you're a fan of this kid. Yeah. Right. You know, like he, he just seems like a good quality human being, a guy that you would just meet at the ODR and play hockey yeah, with. Exactly. Right. Like, you know, like. And it's tough, right? But sometimes you do got to separate that from, you know, the business and personal, right? So, you know, like it's tough, right? I'm with you, though. I'd like to see him stay on the team. There's a player there as long as he can just believe in himself. Yeah. Sports psychologist? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Could you imagine? That could be it. I mean, yeah. This. uh, I, I feel like, you know, you look at like Kyler Yamamoto and... We talk about it like there's just there's physically going to be limitations to his game. He probably looks at Yesopoli and says, "My God, if I was six three two twenty, could move the way you do, watch out." And like if he just gets that tenacity, there's a player there, Jeff. Uh, I guess before we let you go here, a couple more minutes left uh, down the <laughs> down the highway in Calgary. Johnny Goudreau leaves. Matthew Kachuk potentially could leave uh, by the time this podcast gets out. Maybe he's been traded. Who knows how fast things are going to work. What side of it are you on? Are you the, uh, haha, suck it Calgary? Or are you, man, the BOA was fun. I like those games. Wish they'd be more competitive next year. That's going to be the hardest question he asked me here because you know <laughs> what? I am a suck at Calgary kind of guy, right? Yeah. You know, like I don't want anything good to happen to the Calgary Flames. But at the same time, I love good hockey. I love rivalries. And there is nothing better than that Battle of Alberta. You know, like, I, I'm kind of sad that it only went five games. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that the Oilers won. Yeah. But I was kind of sad that it only went five games because we've been waiting over 30 years to see these two teams in the playoffs. It was really looking like we were going to have, you know, maybe a run of like three or four years of these two teams beating each other up in the playoffs. It was, it was looking up. so good. And now, you know, like Calgary, you know, I hate to say it, they're kind of a walking disaster at this point in time, right? Goudreau leaves. I don't see why they would keep Kachuk. It doesn't seem like Kachuk really wants to sign there. If he did, I bet you would have signed the contract already, right? And, and, you know, like you just saw that with Johnny Hockey, right? You know, if he really wanted to be in Calgary, he would have signed that contract a long time ago. Yeah. 
Calgary's got to learn from their mistakes. I don't want to see them rebuild because I'd rather see good Battle of Alberta's. But at the same time, I think it's kind of inevitable in Calgary. Like, yeah, you can retool maybe. But what are you really retooling around, right? Yeah. Magni Apani, he looked like a good player last night or last year. He scored forty five goals. But is he really the, 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 the player that you want to build your entire franchise he might around? Be a great complimentary piece. Exactly. Not the guy right? so, himself. Yeah. Yeah, so it's tough, you know, like I I'm not gonna go out and say that I hope Calgary's a good team, but I'm also one of those guys that, you know, I'd rather see the Oilers and Calgary both be successful, but the Oilers being a little more successful. Yeah, I mean, if Matthew Kachuk is traded, I mean, there would obviously be a conversation between the two sides where he says, I don't intend to be here long term, and they'd move him, right? Yep. I, 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 I think it's almost the easy way out to, to leave. Like, you know what, maybe he could say, you know what, I was drafted here in the first round. I want to be a Calgary icon. Like, I want to go down as one of the greatest Calgary Flames of all time. I'm re-signing, eight-year deal. Give me that C. I'm going to be this the face of the franchise, even though it might suck for a couple of years. But now it's kind of like, you know what, he might take the easy way out, go maybe get straight to St. Louis, which he's, you know, he, he does not owe the city of Calgary anything, the Flames anything. If he plays out his contract, he's more than, you know, able to leave. Like Johnny Gucho, they don't owe the city anything. They can do what they want, but... I mean, you got an opportunity to be the face of a franchise, and it looks like it's not going to happen. I don't know. Do the Flames just tank for Bedard? <laughs> McDavid and Bedard in the BOA? Could that be something we look forward to? At this point in time, I, I, if I'm a fan of the Calgary Flames, as much as you never want to admit it, I think you need to go the rebuild route. So strip it down. Try to get Bedard. Because if you, you know, like that's no guarantee. Ask Buffalo, right? Yeah. That's no guarantee. Uh, but you know, like I, I would definitely be looking at that 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 road now because Johnny Hockey leaving, you know, that's not that big of a deal. But the fact that you're going to lose Matthew and Matthew Kachuk the same way next year, that's got to be a big flag for you, and that, that's something that you got to take care of uh, as an organization because you can't have two 100 point players just walk off your team for absolutely nothing. Yeah. You yeah. have to get something. And like I said, you know what? At this point in time, if Matthew, Matthew Kachuk wanted the contract, if he wanted to be in Calgary, you know, Calgary is like, man, we'll give you just about whatever you want at this exactly. point. Exactly. Right. What do you need? Do you need a, a lifetime gift certificate to Peter's drive-in? You know what? You got it. Stampede right? all access. That's just it. Right. Whatever it is, Stamp it is pass. yours. And, and the fact that he hasn't said yes. That tells everything you need to know right there. Plus his buddy Johnny Hockey's down the road now. So like for him, it's like, well, what am I staying for? Yeah. Right. Is it, is the money worth me being in Calgary? And I think he's already answered that because the money's there. It's the money's going to be anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> These NHL teams. And you know what? Like, um, I've heard people say like, well, why didn't Calgary trade, trade Goudreau? Well, go back a year ago at this time or January. They were like cup contenders in January. They were going all in. They they were bringing players in, and they would not trade away a Goudreau unless they had known, and I'm sure Goudreau probably said, well, we'll see how things go, and then it just obviously didn't work out. I'm just looking up at the uh, 2023 NHL mock draft. Chicago's tanking. Yep. The Coyotes are tanking. Montreal's probably not going to be very good. Buffalo's not going to be good. The Flames, if they trade away Kachuk, probably won't be very good. Like, there's a lot of teams that probably say, Matt, Connor Bedard is a franchise changing player. Guy's a stud. 
Maybe now the time is to tank. So it's, well, it's going to be fun. going to have some tough contracts to move if they tank, right? Like you still have yeah. Jacob Markstrom back there. He got, what, eight shutouts last year, which was like three or four more than any other goalie in, uh, in the league. So like, do you just move on from him? Like, do you find somebody that's going to take on that $6 million contract for the next, what is it, another five years? I think he's got left to go. Like, that's a pretty big chunk of change that I don't know if you're necessarily going to get what you want back for it. So like Calgary's in a really tough spot because, you know, like they have too many assets tied up already that they can't just go into a complete rebuild. Yeah. But you're also losing the pieces of your team that you need to be a contender in the NHL. What was it like 25 years or something Calgary picked in, you know, from 10 to 15 Mm -hmm. in the entry draft and they never got that franchise player because they were always just good enough to not be a bad team, but never good enough to be a contender. Yeah. So are we about to see that that franchise go back into that direction here where they're just kind of mediocre, never really getting better, but never really being bad enough to get a franchise player out of the draft? That's kind of how it's looking. Yeah, I mean they you're right, you're right. Mediocrity forever. And like they 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 got Goudreau late from college. They got Matthew Kachuk when they were, you know, a top 5 pick, I believe. Those Darnell Nurse, right? Yeah, uh, was no, that's the RV year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nurses way before, but like you're right, and, and they surrounded it with a good team to win. They went for it, and now you're going to potentially lose those top two guys, and you just got those complimentary pieces. It's going to be crazy. Uh, Jeff, thank you for doing this day. We're running up against the clock, but I do appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. We'll get, we'll get you on again down the road. Yeah, here. sounds good. There you go. That is Jeff Walker of TSN 1260 Post Game Ranger. You can hear him with Tom Gazzola. After every Edmonton Oilers game on TSN 1260, make sure to give them a follow on Twitter as well, at JeffWalker30. And that's going to do it for us here on the Other Connor Podcast. Big thank you to our sponsor, DraftKings, as well as the Hockey Podcast Network. We should be back with another show later on in the week. Uh, we'll try to get some scouting reports on Jack Campbell and Matthias Janmark. We'll talk to some local beat reporters uh, in their respective markets or their previous markets. But uh, once again, thank you for tuning into the show today. Big thank you to Jeff Walker as well. I'm Connor Halley. Give me a follow on Twitter at Connor Halley, and we'll talk to you next time here on the Other Connor Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Other Connor Podcast. New shows drop every Tuesday and Friday wherever you get your podcasts from.